Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Well, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am good. It's a holiday weekend, an extra day off. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I'm excited about that. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Me too. And the kids came in from uh from college and my daughter drove up from Kentucky yesterday. So everybody's back home for the weekend. So nice. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry for the delay. I had to get through some things and then um get the show started. So I apologize for that, Keisha. Uh, no problem. Okay. Welcome you guys to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where Keisha and I recap both the young and the restless. And the bold and the beautiful. And this week it's for the week of August 30th through September 3rd. And I mean, it was pretty interesting um, to say the least. I don't think it was, did you think it was like wow moments this week or no? Uh, not real. Not, no, not really wow moments. Few, few interesting things, but. Wasn't anything shocking that happened or on either show, right? Yeah, not really. It was mm-hmm. it was just kind of drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, but um, yeah. So we're gonna get through it and unpack whatever we can unpack with this past week. Um, yeah. Also, what we do is we do the young and the restless first at the first half of the show and then we do the bold and the beautiful and then at the end of the show we do the flip the script segment which is if there's any particular scene or storyline that you wish that could be changed this is where we would flip the script so all right well without further ado and again i want to thank you guys for continuing to support the podcast every week you guys keep coming back. The numbers look good with, uh, you know, the views that we get every week. So I really appreciate that. Both of us. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's jump into this. Okay, so for the week of August 30th for the Young and the Restless, Mariah struggled with being separated from Bowie. Abby walked in on Mariah feeding Dominic. Adam invited Sally to accompany him to the Newman Media launch party. Phyllis and Sally's rivalry become physical at the party, and then Sally kissed Adam, but he turned down her advances. Mm-hmm. So, um, which which part did you want to? Because I really would you say it has only been two big storylines this week. The the mm-hmm. you know the everything with Mariah and the baby and mm-hmm. Abby, and then this whole thing with. The launch party. Was there anything else? Mm-hmm. Everything else was just kind of lo- the only other like additional thing would have been the little scenes with uh, Elena and Nate and their little job. The not little, but Elena getting a job offer. Um, yeah, for Chance Con. But that was about it, right? Yeah, everything else kind of surrounded the launch party or Mariah. 
Yeah, it kind of just blended into that, which for a show that lasted an hour, um, we usually get multiple storylines, right? Mm-hmm. This is something that with two storylines, you would only see like on both. Yeah, like everything kind of, uh, in a way, like fed into one of those two. Like even, you could even say the drama between um, Sally and Phyllis this week, even though it started not started even though there were things that happened outside of the launch party it kind of like ultimately led up to what happened at the launch party okay yeah well i guess we'll i mean we can only unpack what we have so yeah (laughs) we can start with um mariah and and abby and all of them okay well, um, I mean, because it seems like Mariah is struggling. And let me ask you this, because mm-hmm. um, that's the biggest thing, Mariah struggling from being separated from Bowie. Um, do you think that if she wasn't, you know, stuck in the and, and what that kind of tells me, because we was wondering what was the purpose of the whole kidnapping storyline, because it looked like the guy that plays Stitch is gone. I don't know if they're bringing him back, if this was like a short-term gig. Mm -hmm. But I think after looking back at this, because none of that made sense, it was like, and then remember last week we were saying that the only reason he did it was to be a hero so he can get back in Abby's life. That was it. There was nothing. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Now it kind of makes sense blending into the direction of Mariah because I think they're going to spin this storyline off in her direction with her now not being pregnant realizing she was only a surrogate whereas mm-hmm. being stuck in there for weeks she bonded with that child because of survival Yeah, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. so what do you think about that? I mean I actually I'm more interested in that than what we've been seeing for the past nine months with this storyline. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's going to be, I wonder like how far they're going to take it with, um, with, uh, I guess how Mariah is feeling as far as the baby is concerned, because mm-hmm. it's not biologically her child. It's Abby's child. Right. Cause that's right. Abby's egg. So, I mean, there's no, because I, I, I kept seeing people in the group saying something about Mariah, oh, this looks like Mariah's going to change her mind and she's going to want the baby instead of giving it to Abby. And it's like, well, she can't because it's not hers. She carried it, but it's not biologically hers. So she can't change her mind about anything. And there are contracts in place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That too. Which that made me wonder, because I don't, I don't know much about surrogacy. Mm-hmm. But if the egg isn't hers, mm-hmm. could she? Could could there be some some type of claim to it? Like if she did decide that she wanted to change her mind, if it's I mean not the thing is, okay, it'd be different if this was a, a surrogacy and adoption because you know you have some women who it's biologically theirs. They already know early on they don't want a child. They connect with adopting parents and then Mm -hmm. she continued to carry the child and at birth the child is given over to the adoptive parents now in Mm -hmm. that situation I don't I think once contracts are signed is that's it unless you know I mean she's the bio mom I don't know if they could undo that 
in Mariah's case, she's not biologically connected to this at all. She was just as as she's going to call it on Monday, an incubator. Yeah. So so I didn't. It just made me wonder if even, let's say that Abby didn't have her do a contract. mm -hmm. She has no claims legally to that child because she's not the bio mom. That's what I. I wasn't sure if maybe there was some something in a, a loophole or something in the laws that I don't know said something about yeah. it. Oh, so just yeah. let, let's play that out. Let's play that out because um I know you say you saw that somewhere on social media. So just say Abby, I mean Mariah said nope, I'm not giving up this child. I gave birth to this child. Right? Mm-hmm. If she was to go to court and say you know or the bio uh, or the um in this case um. Abby went to court and said, no, you're going to give me my child. The first thing they're going to ask is, who is the biological mother? Mm-hmm. Abby is going to say, I am. And the, the, the judge or the court system is going to be like, okay, what were the original intent? Were you supposed to just carry that when you were the surrogate? Mm-hmm. All Mariah could say was, yes, that baby is going to Abby. Yeah. You know, and, and I know that feelings is one thing, but it doesn't supersede facts. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Want to, I mean, I, I see a lot of that going on these days that I feel like, I feel like, yeah, but it's the facts are this. You know what I mean? So I think this is a good storyline because it's two people that's going to have issues with this. Not only Mariah, but I see Devon having some issues with this on the horizon too. Because now he is the bio dad, Mm -hmm. but he's not the legal, according to the contract's father. Chances. Yeah. So how do we have it now? If anybody, like like you were saying that you saw on social media, the only person out of Mariah and Devon that maybe could try to go for a fight for anything would be Devon because he's the yeah. biological father. He's the he's the sperm donor. Yep. So I, I'm I'm curious now, and this is what they probably I guess we had they they had to figure out something because, like I said, we lost Donnie Boaz back at the end of December of 2020. It took them nine months <laughs> to figure out mm-hmm. what direction. I, okay, I'll, I'll even say seven months because a lot of this stuff was filmed like seven, six or seven weeks in advance. But they obviously had to figure out something in order to take this storyline into that direction. And I'm kind of curious. Mariah is, I, I mean, she's just going to have to deal with this emotionally. And you'll see a lot of that on Monday's episode because she's struggling. Devon is where I want to see how he handled Because we did see that conversation with um, Amanda this week. Remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, um, unless if you want to go and did you want to still talk about Mariah? Did you have anything else? Or we can talk about Devon in this too. Um, just that obviously we can see that, like you said, she's struggling emotionally now that she's given birth and you can see the little the little side eyes and stuff that she's given Abby um, she, she obviously she feels a, a way about seeing Abby bond with the baby that she's carried for nine months and went through this 
whole ordeal with, which I think that was a catalyst for, was the 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 kidnapping. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think if that kidnapping had not happened, it um, would have been a tra- easy transaction. Yeah, mm-hmm. would have been different or easier. I wouldn't say easy, but easy. But yeah, yeah. So I just, I'm just. It's just going to be interesting to see like what this does to um, their friendship, and I feel like there's going to be a point where Abby is going to feel like she has to. Not cut her off, but like kind of keep Mariah at arm's length because maybe she thinks Mariah is getting too attached to the baby and she's going to want that time to be able to bond with the baby. So, yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, because she gets, she's dealing with two things here. Number one, she got to deal with that trauma of being locked up for so long because she's still having nightmares Mm -hmm. about that. The other part is the separation from the child. And, you know, this is going to be an uphill battle for her. Um, and then at the same time, watching Abby, the Newmans, the Chancellors, you know, and all these folks wrap around this baby as being family, and she's on the outside looking in now. Yeah. Which they kind of touch on that on Monday as well, you know, because they have a little welcome home party, you know, and I don't want to give the whole scene away or whatever, but you'll see a lot of, and it takes either Tessa or Sharon to say, well, wait a minute, we got to give props over here too, you know. So I don't know. Let me ask you this. Do you think it's a good idea for her to move back into the Chancellor Mansion? and be close to that baby or should she start to detach herself she definitely needs to detach herself and like i i could i could see if maybe abby felt like for her recovery maybe letting her stay there for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. um, and then her and tessa can move back into their apartment um you know if she wanted to be courteous or whatever Mm-hmm. but there definitely needs to be a point where her and Tessa need to move out because the only reason they moved in there was because um, Abby wanted to make sure that she was comfortable and taken care of mm-hmm. and you know not that she has to mm-hmm. you, you, had, you gave birth to my baby I'm going to kick you to the curb now not that she has to do it that way but mm-hmm. yeah there and, and I feel like Mariah needs to recognize that too like she's, she's got to recognize that at some point you're going to have to cut ties with this like not that you can't be around the baby at all, but especially if you have these feelings of jealousy with um with Abby, seeing Abby with the baby, like you need to distance yourself until you can deal with those feelings. I totally agree with that. Um what? Okay. I, I something just came across my screen about Hunter King and Michael Miller being back. Um, okay. <laughs> I gotta look into that. I, I, okay, I'm sorry, girl. That threw me off guard. So I'm like, wait a minute, what? It says YNR welcomes back Hunter King and Michael Miller, but how long would Kyle and Summer stick around? Oh my gosh. Okay. Hmm. Uh, we'll have to talk about that a little bit later. Um, anywho. Yeah, she's going to have to walk away from this situation. She needs to walk away and immediately into some form of counseling. Mm-hmm. 
she's going to have to get some counseling for her being kidnapped and learning how to separate herself and detach uh, that connection that she has with that baby. You know, now from what it looks on Monday, she's going to move in and stay there at the Chancellor Mansion. And I'm like, bad idea. That's a bad idea. And I mean, Tessa is like, you're going to get to see the baby every day still. And I'm like, no. (laughs) And and, and Tessa shouldn't even be like, how are you not recognizing that this is not a good idea? Tessa shouldn't be encouraging her to, to go back and move in there. I mean, seriously. I mean, I could see for the first couple of days because Mar- Mariah is pumping milk for the baby. Yeah. So I, she has okay. to. I don't know. And then that's the other thing. How do you... How are they going to do that? Because just yeah. like Mariah did want to detach, she's still lactating. So will she pump and drop milk off at the house or what? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand that. So when the, the nurse came in and um, telling Mariah that the baby was hungry and she said well I just you know I just made a bottle or whatever mm-hmm. or she just pumped or whatever what she said I I thought the same thing like should she be using her breast milk I mean it's healthier for the baby you know and obviously I don't know I, they didn't really go into details on what the contract states on how that was going to work out but yeah. I don't know if this is something that they agreed upon, but maybe they agreed upon it at the point where they, of course, didn't know all this was going to happen. And maybe they said, you know what, you're going to you know, be able to pump. But even still, just say none of that happened. How was that going to work out after the hospital? And she goes back to working at Jabot and she got to travel and stuff. And she got a take some time, pump some milk, get it over to Abby's house. I mean, that seems really, really complicated. Yeah, but she's basically, so that's, I guess that's why Mariah is moving back in then because she's basically the food source for the baby. Yeah, but at what point is that cut off? Because at least for the first six months, breastfeeding is is one of the recommended things. So is you, are, mm-hmm. are they going to keep her, uh, nursing this baby by pumping for the next six months or whatever or is this yeah. that's yeah, it, it definitely it definitely doesn't to me it doesn't seem like a good idea like I understand the the breast milk thing and that being mm-hmm. healthier for the baby but if in this situation is complicated into, yeah and you don't know what the emotions are going to be of the surrogate once she has the baby so it's basically mm-hmm. if it's Come become a situation where they're attached or they feel attached even after yeah, they give birth. Have... Now you're kind of, it's almost like you're kind of torturing this woman who has to stick around and feed this baby until you're ready to wean her off. You know what I mean? Instead of allowing her the uh, allowing her the, not that Mariah couldn't say, no, I can't do this and Abby wouldn't let her, you know, move mm-hmm. on. But I'm sure in some ways she probably feels if if that was in the contract or, you know, if that was something they discussed now, she, she probably feels obligated to stick around and continue to breastfeed because it was something that her and Abby talked about. And it was something that Abby wanted. Yeah. that's. Like that. yeah. I don't, and obviously maybe that's why they're going to tie that in because she even wanted to, because right now she's just pumping. 
but she was mm-hmm. like, I wish I could breastfeed you too. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, that is going to be a very, that would be a very awkward situation for Abby. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that connection that you have where you're physically breastfeeding your child is a connection that it really bonds you even deeper. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, I don't know. It that's what that now the storyline is getting interesting. Mm-hmm. I would say, where is this going to leave Mariah? Where is this going to leave Devon? So we can, I guess, if you're ready, we can kind of switch over to Devon's emotions in this too, mm-hmm. because the conversation that he has with Amanda, he's like, I am the biological father, but I'm not the actual legal father, right? what do I do with that? I actually have a son in this world that I don't have any real fatherly access to. Yeah. I I have a feeling because Devon and Abby are so close. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, you know, a, re- a, a really good friendship. I have a feeling that's going to change just because of the fact that Chance isn't in the picture. And I think Abby is going to be more open to allowing Devon to be closer or close with uh, that child than she would have thought to do if Chance was around. You know what? I actually think you're right. If they just say they end the the Chance character like we've been reading, because I think we talked about this last month sometime. Um, If they end his character, then... Oh, just say he got, you know, killed in the line of duty or something happened or Chance decides not to come back. You know, like, you know what? I'm sorry, Abby. I can't do this. I don't want to be. And I, you know, I feel like I'm no part of the family. Whatever reason they come up with, right? Yeah. That's the only way that I could think that they would allow Devon to step up to be the actual active bio dad. Yeah, without putting him and Abby in a romantic situation. Yeah, because I, I mean, some folks think, uh, you know, I, I was looking at some things. They was like, well, you know, this is probably going to bring Abby and Mariah together, and blah blah blah. I, I don't see the connection with those two. Abby and Devon. I mean, I guess anything is possible, but I, mean, I actually, I remember. Remember when they tried years ago? To, yeah, they tried. Uh, they tried to ship them yeah. too. I actually didn't mind that that pairing. I just I don't think that they worked hard enough to to make it work. But I I feel like Abby and Devon could have worked. Oh, okay. Not that not that I want that now because I like having a man together. But um, I didn't. I I like I liked at that time. I liked the idea of him and Abby um, trying to work something out. Hmm. Well, um, it's going to be interesting to watch because we got two separate outside. I mean, Abby is bonding with her baby. And, I mean, she's happy about it. She's a new mom. Victor's a new grandfather. Ab, uh, what was her name? Tracy? Not Tracy. What's her name? Uh, so, uh, um, huh? Ash. I didn't hear you. What'd you say? I didn't hear you. Were you trying to think of Ashley? Ashley. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ashley is um a new grandma. I mean, we'll see them on Monday as well. But 
you know, Mariah and Devon is going to be struggling with this, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly believe they really dropped the ball. We said that before. The They need to end the Chance can, uh, character. If they're not going to bring Chance back in or somebody to play him or whatever, then just end the character and move on from that. Yeah. Because all this, oh my God, Chance. Because I mean, now the baby is here. You've been talking to this man, sending him videos or whatever for the last, I don't know how many months. At least they could have brought in Chance to say, oh my God, my son is here, whatever. They didn't even do that. The baby's not, unless they're going to do that in the next couple of weeks, which I doubt because I think we came across something where it says that they're not going to bring the Chance character back, which, okay, then just just end this character. Stop leaving this character in limbo. Yeah. Yes, it's about time for them to wrap that up. Yeah. And then we can deal with whatever the fallout is with Mariah and Devon. That means that now we can move away from Abby and Chance and now focus on other parts of the storyline. Right. You know, so, um, what else, anything else happened with this, this week that you, um, uh, not really, I mean, other than the, the uh, crazy looks, not crazy, but the, the looks that Mariah was giving Abby when she, you know, every time she holds the baby or not every time, I think I'm going to say it was only once or twice Mm -hmm. this when they first when Tessa and Abby first got to the hospital and Mariah was asleep, but I think she opened her eyes or something and kind of had this look in her had this look in her eye like oh man, she's holding the baby and then again at the end of the week when um, Abby came in to feed to feed the baby mm-hmm. um, and Mariah seemed like she was a little annoyed or not annoyed, but it bothered her that Abby was there and wanted to feed the baby was basically taking the baby from her mm-hmm. because I think when she walked in, Mariah was feeding her, which Mar- um, Abby kind of gave uh, almost a, a look as if she wasn't happy that Mar- not, not happy, but almost like it bothered her that she walked in and Mariah was feeding the baby, mm-hmm. which I didn't understand that because it's like, okay, was Mariah just, well, let the baby starve until yeah, you get there. Yeah, until you got there. Like, I didn't, I didn't really understand that look. Well, you know what? Remember, Abby is her her character has always been that type where it's like it's mine. What's mine is mine. You know that whole type of thing. You know she's been that type of uh, self centered type of character on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when they had I think her name was I forgot her last name was Ryland and now they got Melissa um, Melissa Ordway to play her which both mm-hmm. of those ladies did a good job with the Abby character Abby has always been like that okay it's yeah. almost like yeah I know the baby needs to eat but it's my baby you know what I mean it's like okay the girl is just feeding the baby what she was supposed to do let it sit up there and starve you know, it just, that's why yeah. I really think these two, they're going to come to a head. There's going to be a clash between those two. 
Um, because either Abby is going to say something or cuddle up with the baby and that's going to piss off Mariah. Because did yeah. you see when she was like, oh, it's my turn to let me feed the baby. And she was like, um, he already ate. Thank you. And she put the bottle down and she was still holding the baby, meaning Mariah. Mm-hmm. Abby looking like, would you give me the baby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a little, little uncomfortable and awkward. <laughs> right. You know, so I, I just, and then th- they both give each other looks. Abby's giving her looks. Mariah gives her looks. And it's like, listen, y'all know what this is. She, you know, you the mother. And I mean, honestly, Abby has more rights because she's biologically Dominic's mother. However, Mariah has the connection because she feels that if it wasn't for me getting through this whole thing, you wouldn't even have this kid right now. You know, and in her head, that baby name is not Dominic, it's Bowie. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. I'm Again, I'm curious on what Devon is going to do. He's a little bit more logical in this scenario because he knows yeah, I'm the bio dad, but I'm not the legal father, but I'm still struggling with it, whereas these two women are getting in their feelings about it. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. He's probably going to, I can see Devon being like the middleman in this, trying to get them both to um, I don't know, think logically like he is, or trying to get them both to understand each each other's point of view. Mm-hmm. I could see him being that person in this right now. Yep. So, yeah, girl, it's going to be pretty darn interesting. Now the storyline gets interesting. You know, because yeah. of the spinoff with these other two people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you got anything else on that storyline? Nope. Okay. I guess we're going to move into the Newman Media launch party. I loved it absolutely this week, Adam and Sally. Yeah, they look good together. They look good together. They should have shipped these two a long time ago since they wasn't going to put them with Sharon. Right. Um, But I thought Shore was going to go down in that suite, though. I was so, surprised that Adam... I, I guess I won't say I was surprised because he did say something to I can't remember who he was talking to when he said everything with Sally is like I don't have any interest in her like that so I, I guess I, I won't yeah say I he was surprised. talking to Victor yeah I won't say I was surprised that he kind of put the brakes on it but I, I was actually surprised that he kissed her as long as he did because I thought he would have immediately like cut it off well, I mean, obviously, and I mean, I won't say obviously because Adam has been a poker face through this. It's not like he's been giving her longer looks or, I mean, they've been doing this back and forth banter with each other. But, you know, usually what happens in the soaps is when you got somebody that's interested there, like he did with with Sharon, she was always on his mind and he would giving her certain looks and then his body language around her with um, Sally, it was just banter with them, like these little flirts, but he mm-hmm. never like was like, Oh yeah. I, you know, I really want to get to know her type of thing. Did it seem like that to you? Um, not, not I really didn't. didn't. 
yeah, I didn't even really get the idea that he wanted to get to know her better. Exactly. Like he did. So right. when he asked her to be his date, that actually kind of threw me off. Right. Because it's like, if you want to keep her, if you want to keep her at arm's length and you don't, you're not looking for, because clearly I don't feel like Adam is looking for a relationship because of what he said to Sally about how he's toxic, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, like earlier in the week when he asked her to go to the ball with him or the to the party with him, um, since he hadn't really been flirtatious with her, at, uh, at least in my opinion, mm-hmm. he hadn't really been flirtatious with her, it's odd to me that he would ask her to go to the party with him as his date, but then kind of keep her at arm's length as far as like anything intimate. Well, okay, let's stop right there because we're going to shift this to Sally's side because Sally didn't really give him an answer until her and that interaction with Jack at Crimson Lights. Remember? Yeah. I mean, he act, you know, of course Jack acted indifferent and she kept, I'm like, leave that man alone. Every time you see him, you always trying to say something to him. I'm just letting you know I'm coming to the party. And he was like, okay, and? Right. Like, what? we weren't, they were never officially, like, for real in a relationship. They were dating. Right. But it was never, like, and they were officially together. So it's like, why do you feel the need to keep coming back to him and explain to him what you're doing as or, or I don't know. I guess trying to get his approval in some way. And the thing is, she she did that on purpose. It wasn't about her trying to let him know. Because one thing, I reason why I say that is what Jack mm-hmm. said. Because Jack came back because he was like, I, she said, I I just want you to know that I'm there and not that I'm you know there and I'm not supposed to be. And he was like, Why wouldn't I expect you to be there? You work for Newman Media. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, and so it's like, okay, why did you, did you, Sally, did you not think that he would expect you to be there? Chloe was supposed to be there if Miles didn't get sick. Of course, you're going to be there because you work for the man. So, so what? And so she got mad because he was so indifferent and cold. And then the next thing you know, she's calling Adam talking about, okay, I'll be your date. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. And so it kind of looked like, like you said, they threw that whole thing together. There was no emotion to the fact, like you were saying, that Adam even asked her. Because that took, like you said, it took you off guard. Yeah. And and now, up until that point, until Jack pretty much had to be cold to her, then she decided to accept, um, accept uh, Adam's invitation. Yep. Yeah, so it's kind of like a, I'm going to show you, since you don't care, I'm going to see if this makes you care kind of thing. Girl, I'm like, and she just, I'm like, Sally, just do you. If every time she come around Jack, she got to say something. Every time she come around Phyllis, she got to say something. Now, that leads us into them showing up. They look good together. They came Mm -hmm. in that door. Dressed to the nines, she had her um, what was that like fuchsia and black sequin, something like that. Yeah, it was kind of like a deep 
a deep pink, maybe red. Yeah, something. It was. It was a. That was a bad dress. Yes, it was. Bad as in good. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That yeah, she looked both of them. I was expecting. I don't know. Adam always dresses in black, and I know why because he's the villain of the show. Mm-hmm. But I kind of thought maybe they would put... He looks like a regular workday type of outfit he had on. It was... came to Georgia dressed up. He came in <laughs> with a black shirt and a black jacket and some black pants. Like something that you would wear at a job. I don't know. I expected him maybe a little bit more. But either way, they still look good together. Yeah. Um, But it shocked everybody involved. Everybody involved, especially Phyllis. Mm-hmm. What did you think about her? Here's my thing with Phyllis. Because some people was like, yeah, she, you know, she was justified in doing what she did. Phyllis, this is your venue. This is your hotel. You're the professional. Walk away. Mm-hmm. Or what do you think? Um... Not gonna lie, somebody threw a drink in my face. I probably, I don't know if now maybe getting the ice bucket and definitely in order. I'm, I don't know that I would have thought to do that, but I probably would have had a reaction, which probably would have been my actual hand hitting her face <laughs> mm-hmm. because it's just a, I don't know. I think for some people, it's a reflex. Mm-hmm. If somebody like, physically touches you or does something like that it's it's almost like an automatic reflex so I can't I can't sit here and say Phyllis should have walked away it probably would have been the maybe the smarter thing to do because it was her venue it was she was you know hosting that party managing that party um and it could have made her look bad as a business owner mm-hmm. in the town um but I mean, as you can see, most people were like, I kind of enjoyed watching that because nobody liked Sally. So it didn't really have a negative a, a negative impact on Phyllis. Yeah, well, Phyllis started that because what happened in that particular scene is um, Nikki giving Sally a piece of her mind. Mm-hmm. And after Nikki walked away, Phyllis came over there and added on to it. Mm-hmm. And was talking crazy, mm-hmm. and that's where, you know, the water to the other wine to the face happened, and then the ice bucket. I mean, it's like they they knit because I thought the interaction was going to happen by um, Sally starting it because they were they remember they had two separate conversations. The mm-hmm. first conversation happened where Sally said something to Phyllis, and then that didn't go anywhere. Then Nikki came over. Phyllis came in and added on top of that. And then that's when that happened. And I'm like, Phyllis, did you have to do that? You ain't have to. Mm -hmm. Nikki said enough. She was pissed off. And I get it because that's her granddaughter. And then Phyllis come right over there right after that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then added right on top of that nonsense. Yeah. I mean, she she took a page out of Sally's book. Yeah, so that's basically what Sally's been doing for the last several weeks with Phyllis. 
That is true. It was instigating. She did it. She did it earlier in the week when she took it upon herself to say something to Nick about her and Jack. That's true. Um, spending time together and got confronted by Phyllis about that, and then mm-hmm. she, and then she, uh, did it again at the a different point in the week at the party. So I had have- something to say again. It's like. It, it, this is why I don't feel sorry for Sally because she does it to herself over and over again. You keep, you keep poking at people, you keep instigating situations, and then you want to get mad when somebody retaliates against you. Yep. Now I did see an interesting poll in one of the groups. They was asking, "Are you Team Sally or Team Phyllis?" From everything that happened at this party there was a larger percentage that was actually Team Sally. I was kind of shocked by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I don't know if I was really shocked. And, There's a lot of people that don't like Phyllis. Well, right, and I think, uh, you know, and Michelle Stafford, once she had that, that wine, because, you know, with her throwing that wine in her face, Michelle Stafford's makeup went south. And she was still talking to Jack with all this running makeup coming down her cheeks. Yeah, Did you I thought see that, that? Was ridiculous. Yeah, I'm like, why do they have her? What was the point of putting her in a scene, walking around, managing a party with mascara smeared all down her face? Yeah, that was crazy. I'm like, are they going to fix her face? Or else let mm-hmm. her walk away and say, you know what, let me get myself together. They let that girl walk around there at the, uh, you know, the, the wine to the face. All her makeup went south. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. that yeah, was that was crazy. Um, But then upstairs, that leads us up to, because I know we kind of jumped the gun again uh, a little bit with Adam and Sally. You know, Jack pulls um, Phyllis off, and then, of course, we saw Adam take Sally upstairs, and then that's when that she, he starts saying things, and I don't know if that got her going or what, because he said something about just get be naked or something. I forgot what Adam said, and then she just grabbed him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was here for it. I've been waiting for this dude to be in a romance for the longest. Yeah, somebody knew. <laughs> well, yeah, and it wasn't Chelsea. You know, or... Yeah, I, know. I, I like that. I like their pairing, too. But, like, I've always maintained as long as Sally doesn't drag Adam back down the the path of... then mm-hmm. I'm here for it. But if yeah. she... If she... If she can't control her urges to get into other people's business and start drama with other people and mm-hmm. all of her little scheming if she's going to keep doing that then I, I don't I hope they don't get Adam involved in that nope I know um, she needs to let this go I mean Summer and is gone she got the job Phyllis needs to figure out what you know, because here's the other thing, and with that's the other part of this we'll get into is Phyllis, Jack, and, and Nick. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
yeah, I hope that they don't take him back down that dark path. They're trying to redeem his character, even though it's hard to do with these people in GC. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised because, I know, because like you say, uh, he stopped and he was like, I don't want you to be with me because I'm toxic. I yeah. think that was a pretty big move on his part because he could have just gave in and said, all right, to the heck with it. Let's go. You know what I mean? Right. Because she definitely gave him the invitation. She was like, let's keep going and see where this leads us to. And I'm like, I, I even got even closer to the TV. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was here for it. I'm like, oh, we finna do this, huh? And then, and then uh, Adam was like, nope, I'm toxic. I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah. But we know it'll happen eventually. Well... We're going to have to get a moment on that because on Monday, they put the brakes on it. So, Yeah, but I, I can't see them passing up this opportunity. Yeah, it's not going to be. It may not long. be right now, but I feel like it's going to happen eventually. You know what they normally do? They'll put mm-hmm. people in a situation where they're stuck with each other. Mm-hmm. Whether they get locked or the car stops running when they're on a date or they're locked in somebody's elevator or something. And you stuck with just the, the two of you. You know what I'm saying? You know how they do yeah. the soaps. And then it is what it is. So. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's kind of shift over because Phyllis and Jack are really entertaining themselves with the conversation that they're having. And Nick is giving them the side eye. Yeah. Do you think they're trying to put Phyllis back with Jack? Of course they are. Oh, I, my God. I mean, like, Why? Even based on the the preview that they showed for next week, we yes. see what Jack says to her. Talking about, because she's like, I don't know why you were ever interested in Sally. And he talking about, because I figured she would turn into you. I'm like, yeah. what? Like, where is this coming from? <laughs> yeah, I I prefer them to not do that. But... No, just bring in somebody for Jack. Yeah. If they do end up doing that, I wouldn't mind seeing. So that that leaves Nick single because the other person that's getting on my nerves is Billy. Yes. And I'm ready for Lily to move on from him because he he's so hard-headed. He won't mm-hmm. listen to anybody when they tell him to just back off of Victoria. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give a crap about the business side of things. He's doing this because of her personal life and he feels like she shouldn't marry him. So like I'm I'm ready for Lily to move on from him, mm-hmm. um, and I wouldn't mind them. And I know that they tried this before, like years ago, for a hot second. But I actually would wouldn't mind seeing Lily and Nick um, try something. You think so? Yeah, I've actually I don't know why, but I've I've always I've wanted that pairing over the years, even before they tried it years ago. I, for some mm-hmm. reason, I thought the two of them together. Um, I don't know. Would have been nice. So, so I, I mean, I'm wondering, you think that's where they're going? No, I don't know that. I don't know that that's what they're trying to do. It was just a thought because there's really nobody else on the show right now for Nick because Sharon's mm-hmm. happy with Ray mm-hmm. and she hasn't even, there hasn't even been any indication of them, well, what you about know, when possibly. Chelsea come back? Um, I 
So when Chelsea first came back to the show, I was happy that those two were together because I used to like him and Chelsea together. Mm-hmm. But Chelsea has gotten I'm I'm over her. Okay. And I would rather I don't want him to to go back and forth between Phyllis, Chelsea, and I guess I'm sharing that mm-hmm. a little bit. But I would rather see him move on with somebody new, like they're doing with Adam. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I, 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 the thing is, is that with I think they're going to move Chelsea into that triangle with Sally and Adam. Yeah. So I don't think that they're going to, they might not push him in that direction. Maybe they will push Nick into the whole atmosphere with uh, with Lily. Yeah, I she, I would like to see Lily happy again. I feel like but see, and that's what I don't understand. I mean, Victoria has tried, Phyllis has tried, and Lily thought she was going to be different because I'm going to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. He actually is changing her. He was So he's changing her, or she's changing oh, yeah, for, for Billy because some of the things that she was totally against in the beginning, she was okay with him going snooping around in Newman's suite. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, so Billy is not going to change. He won't. He always hate Adam. Billy is reckless. He does all. He run. You know, he flies by the seat of his pants. That's just who he is. And yeah. whoever gets with him, you're gonna have to accept him for who he is instead of enabling him or trying to change him. Mm-hmm. You know and. Lily thought, I honestly believe in the beginning, she thought that he was, she wasn't going to stand for that. I'm not going to be like that with you, blah, blah, blah. And of course, Billy fed her the line of, oh, yeah, you know, you make me a different man. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it was at first. And then it just reverted back to him doing whatever he wanted to. And Because that's who he is. He can yeah. only carry on that for a short period of time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, but with the Jack and and Phyllis situation, I mean, with Sally planting that seed in Nick's head last week, he's been watching Jack and Phyllis each and every time. Yep. And then, did you see that scene at the end where when Jack at home by himself, because I didn't know who he was thinking about. Mm-hmm. But come to find out, he was thinking about Phyllis. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, oh man, here we go. Oh yeah. Yep. I am not feeling that whole thing. I'm like, why are we doing this? Why? You, I mean, every so many years, Nick and is Phyllis goes back and forth between Nick and um Nick and Jack. Yeah. I mean, um, who's the outside point. of those two? Who's the last person that she dated? Billy. Yeah, that's right, Billy. Okay, that's right. So she, but she was under um, Gina. Gina yeah. was the was the Phyllis at that time, which I think they had chemistry. That that Phyllis and um, this Billy, I can't see. Michelle Stafford with 
this Billy. I can't either. I could see um I could see Gina with Nick though. Right. But I couldn't see her with Jack. You could see oh who uh Michelle? Gina. Oh Gina? You couldn't see her with Jack? No. Oh okay. I couldn't see the two of them together. But I thought she I she was good with Billy and I think that she also would have been good with Nick um had they but I don't think when she was on the show um the the Phyllis Nick relationship ever happened, did it? Mm-hmm. Or was it way in the very beginning when she first came on? Because when she first came onto the show was when Phyllis woke up out of her coma, mm-hmm. and it ended up breaking up. Nick and Sh- Nick and Sharon um, ended up breaking up. Right. But I can't remember if Nick and Phyllis were had gotten together at all during that time, or if they never put them together. I don't remember. Okay, so when Gina came to town is when they were getting married, right? Yeah, when, yep. Because she walked into the ballroom with a new face. Yeah. Because she came all the way from Georgia to get here, uh, to get the GC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Phyllis, I mean, Sharon and Nick put their wedding on hold, right? What was it? It's something because the only reason that Nick and Phyllis got back together is because they cheated on Sharon before, right before they got married. Remember? So she didn't wear her ring or something. And Nick saw that and went over to Phyllis's and then they had sex on top of the island of her apartment. Oh, that's right. I do remember that now. Because she took her ring off or something. Sharon did. And he went right over there and said, oh, she took her ring off? Cool. Let me go and, you know, do whatever. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's, I just, between Sharon, and I mean, they're the legacy characters of the show. Yeah. Between Sharon and Nick and Phyllis and Jack, it's like they do this whole tango amongst each other. Yeah, for sure. You know, so, they find... Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, so it would be if they do break up uh, Nick and Phyllis, I, I hope they don't push Nick back one over to Sharon in some way, which I don't see that happening. Or even with Chelsea when she comes back. I don't even want to see him going back to her. Girl, what if they made a triangle between Adam and Nick over Sally? Uh, that ain't happening either. <laughs> I'm just saying, what would you think about that? Two brothers fighting over the same girl. It would be another round of him and him, Sharon and Adam, because they had that little triangle. Yeah, and then they that had the whole Nick and Chelsea and Adam too. Yeah, so just so. Yeah, mm, I don't like mm, that. not in the Okay, no, not in that one. <laughs> All right, um, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how because they're connecting over their missing kids. That's the thing. Jack and Phyllis is connecting over Summer and Kyle. Yeah, and the fact that they miss him. That's Whereas it. Nick, which you would think, I don't understand. I guess Nick, because of his approach to all of this, is like, hey, my daughter is grown. She made her decision. <laughs> She's moved on. She got the best job. Blah, 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 blah. And he's happy for her. Yeah. 
I mean, he's not as in involved, or I guess, engaged in this whole I'm missing our kids conversation. Yeah, I think he's um, he's okay with it. Like, he knows that. Yeah, he's that okay. He's came to terms Summer is with happy. It. Right. And that's all he cares about. And I they're they're definitely overdoing this Phyllis missing summer thing mm-hmm. just just for the um just for the purpose of having her and Jack bond over something which again doesn't really I, well I guess Jack Jack's experience has been a little different because um Harris they're making him because of Harrison and then like they're also giving him the the angle of he's alone like he he feels alone because now Kyle is gone and he took Harrison um over to live with them and he doesn't mm-hmm. really have anybody in the house now right but I mean he still hasn't been as, as extreme as Phyllis has and ridiculous about them not being there as Phyllis has been so I don't know I feel like they're overdoing Phyllis's emotions towards um Summer not being in Genoa City just so they can run with this storyline of Phyllis and Jack bonding over their, their kids moving away. Gotcha. Um, yeah, they they could have went a different route if you were going to put them two together. But okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, Because especially since the fact that this isn't the first time Summer has left town. Right. You know, it's, I could see if she's been like Faith. Faith has always been home. And then she take off and leave. And of course, she's never been away from home. This is new to her. Summer has been gone several times out of the country. She was in Dubai. She's been overseas, you know, every time Hunter King had to leave. You know what I mean? So for, mm-hmm. for Phyllis to make this such a big deal, it just doesn't make sense. But, like you say, they had to do it in order to bond her with Jack. So, whatever. Yep, yep so. Alright, did we cover everything with the launch party? Um, oh! There's one other piece. Uh, Victor offering Elena an opportunity at Newman Media. Yeah. Do you think that was a undermine to chance come or do you think that he was just like hey we were going to offer you a job too um he definitely knew what he was doing okay when he did it he ain't slick but <laughs> I don't think it was I don't consider it undermining because I mean he's a company looking for a particular person to fill a position so um I mean it wasn't undermining to do it that that happens between companies all the time. And Elena turned them down anyway. Okay. That's just the, it just shows the, it just shows what, you know, what he's trying to do. Gotcha. Yep. I will say that Elena and Nate look really good together at that party. Yeah, they do. I like her hair. And then she put the little, a barrette on the side of her hair, you know, with mm-hmm. it being short. I thought that was so cute. Yeah. Yeah, she's adorable. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, like, when before Zoe left, I kind of wish that they had Kiara Barnes when, when her hair was short. 
Oh my god! But let her do that because she looks really gorgeous with her short hair. Yeah, she does. I like that show that she's in too. Yeah, you know, because a lot of people tend to think that oh, the longer your hair, the prettier it is. There's a lot of cute short hairstyles out there. Mm-hmm. And Elena is wearing, I mean, what is her real name? Brittany Sarpy. Her hair looks really cute like that. It does. Yeah, it looks good on her. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, if we don't have anything else, we can move over to the bold and the beautiful. All righty. Okay. All right. So, yeah, because Young and the Rest is really wasn't, you know, most of usually we have to go through four or five storylines, right? Not mm-hmm. this week, which was, you know, it is what it is, right? So, yeah. all right. So, for the bold and the beautiful for the week of August 30th through September 3rd, Finn and Steffi took time apart. Steffi couldn't bring herself to finalize their marriage. Paris lent her support to Finn. Sheila passed out in Steffi's living room. Carter admitted he missed Quinn. And Eric overheard Quinn and Shauna discussing Quinn's sacrifice for Eric. All right, which piece do you have? Uh, yeah, it's two storylines. So you got the Carter, Quinn, Eric storyline, and then you got Finn and Steffi and Sheila. Which one you want to do first? Um, We'll do Quinn and Eric. Okay. So, did we see Eric tell Ridge and, because Ridge and Brooke just won't let it go. Right. They went over there and confronted him again, and he like, look, stop talking to me about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he can put the brakes on quick. Yeah, and I, that's the first time I've ever seen him do that, which should enlighten them on like, okay, something else is going on with this. And especially made the statement to them, it's a lot more that's going on between me and Quinn that you will ever know. So, but they're, you know, they so stuck on trying to get Quinn out. It's, they don't even care. I'm sorry, say it again. Kind of broke up a little bit. I said they so bent on trying to get Quinn out. They don't care what Eric had to say. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's why I feel like Eric is going to end up <clears throat> end up telling um, Ridge what's going on because they won't let it go. And yeah. He's going to feel like he's got to justify himself or whatever. And they, and they kept asking why do Eric keep blaming himself? You know, Quinn cheated on him. What could she, what, why would he ever blame himself on this or whatever? And I wish he would come out and just say it, you know, because I'm curious on what their reaction would be. Now, they're probably still gonna, well, that didn't give her, that doesn't give her any excuse to go and sleep with, with a close friend or whatever. They'll, they'll still find a reason. They'll find some way to, Exactly. Even though they've done like like Quinn said last week, who are you to even tell me about cheating? You know, I don't know why they go on this thing. I they I know they don't like Quinn, but they've mm-hmm. been forgiven Liam multiple times on cheating with both their daughters. Yeah. But you wanna come after Quinn for the one time cheating that she did on Eric. Come on. Right. And you cheated yourself before. <laughs> 
Yes, several times. Let it go. Let it go. Um, yeah, I kind of wish he would just, you know, eventually, I guess he'll, they'll probably have him blurted out or they'll have Quinn once they pressure her. But do you, are you surprised that she told Shauna? No. No? Okay. No, I figured she would tell her. Yeah. She got to have somebody to talk to about it. Say it again? I said she's got to have somebody to talk to about it. Yeah, that's a tough situation to be in. I mean, and Shauna made the right question, or she told, she she asked her the right question. Are you going to be okay with being celibate for the rest of your life? Now, the thing is, I don't think she has to be celibate because there's so many other things that she can do. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the actual act, that's going to be tough. Right. Yeah. I. But she seems adamant that she loves Eric and she's willing to she's willing to figure out ways around right. like the actual act because mm-hmm. that's how much she loves him and wants to be with him. And I I believe her because she didn't have to go back to Eric. You know what I mean? She yeah. could have told Eric, you know what, I it's we've been through too much. I your family doesn't like me. She, you know, she she's happy with Carter, even though she didn't have to put that part in there. She was happy <laughs> with Carter. Um but obviously there's something there that made her want to go back and try to work things out with Eric. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. This is going to be interesting because um, is she going to slip and dip? Is he going to become combative? Because he kind of a little bit became a little combative this week with her. And, you know, she calmed him down a little bit. You talking about Eric? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's a tough situation, you know, and uh, there are things that they could do. Yeah. There are, are uh, items that they could use. Mm-hmm. So it's a way to deal with this. Um, I'm wondering if Bold is going to approach that or are they just going to make this a situation of whether Quinn is going to cheat again? You know I have I mean? Yeah. I mean, if they're trying to bring mm-hmm. awareness to it, but the thing is, I'm wondering, because I don't know what the percentage of men that watch the show. Or are they bringing awareness to the women that watch the show or being considerate to maybe their significant others who may be struggling with this? I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, it could be a little bit of both. It could be a little bit of both. And they always, I feel like they always hit on the women's stuff. Right. Of course, because the, the genre is... They're mostly female viewers, so I think it's pretty cool that they're um, they're doing this angle. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, like you said, they never really touched the guy things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have they even talked about prostate cancer or anything? I know they did the breast cancer thing with uh, with Sharon. CBS. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember any of the male characters dealing with prostate cancer. Mm-mm, me either. So I don't know, but it's interesting that they're going this route. But um, 
I don't know. You think she can hold out? Um, I think so. Yeah. I don't think she will. I don't. Just knowing her, knowing what problems he's having, mm-hmm. I think this will make her less likely to cheat on him because she knows that this is tough for him. And I don't think. I I feel like she wouldn't want to. Um, I feel like she wouldn't want to do something like that behind his back and then just which would make their their situation worse or would make him feel horrible. Mm-hmm. Like you're basically you, she would basically be throwing it in in Eric's face if she went back and slept with Carter again. Right. That you can't satisfy me. So I I'm thinking that she's not going to do that again because of that because she would feel extremely guilty knowing that her husband feels bad that he can't perform right yeah um now i'm glad eric overheard the part that he did because they were talking about carter before he walked in Mm -hmm. and he came in on the second part of that (laughs) yeah (laughs) because i'm like how much did he hear right you know because as far as he knows quinn hasn't dealt with Carter since the original time that he found out about it. That he don't know nothing about what happened after he filed for divorce. Yeah. And that she actually was going to move on with Carter. Yeah, I was glad that he heard the part that he heard too. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would have been messy. That would have been, yeah, messy. Oh my gosh, girl, that would have been something else. But, um, you know, I'm just glad that she's going to try to stick this out. She loves her husband. Um, She's going to try to make this work. But Shauna got a point. Are you truly, are you being honest in this moment to say that from now until whatever, are you going to be okay without? But, I mean, I guess that's a narrow-minded view because, like I said, there's other ways to get Mm -hmm. satisfaction. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. I guess she would have to, you know, um, adjust her thinking to say, oh, girl, please, there's other ways to do this without that. You know what I mean? So, right. And, but he has to be okay with that too. Because sometimes, even though the wife is okay with trying other options, that man has to feel like, okay, I know I can't do this that and the other am I okay with doing other stuff without me feeling bad about myself right so yeah um, that's a I mean and Eric is going to have to also be open minded about it too because I like you said he's he was a little a little aggressive mm-hmm. or you know a little angry this mm-hmm. this which I mean he's embarrassed and he's worried about not being able to to satisfy his wife mm-hmm. but he also doesn't want to push her away because he's so angry about his situation right like don't ask me to come back don't ask me to come back you know let me know that this is going on and then push me away and not allow me to to help. try to help or come up with alternative things that we can do like that's what she's willing to do and if Eric keeps I don't want to say pitying himself but you know if he keeps 
keeps her at arm's length because he knows that he can't perform, then mm-hmm. all he's gonna do is drive her away again. Exactly. You know, because if they're in the bedroom and she's trying to do this, that, and the third, and then he's like, I don't wanna do this because he's so mad at himself, mm-hmm. that's that's not gonna work. Because she's gonna be like, Man, I'm trying. I'm still here and I'm trying and because you and your feelings about what's going on with you, you're not gonna allow me to you know, try something else. You know what I mean? So, yep. I totally get it. All right. Did we have anything else on that storyline? I don't think so. Okay. And then the second part of this week uh, storyline is the whole Sheila and Steffi. What do you think about the beginning of this week about her not signing them wedding papers or the marriage certificate? I think she overreacted. Absolutely. Because what are what is the point of you not signing the marriage certificate? Is it because are you waiting to see if he is willing to um give up his relationship or like he doesn't have a relationship with Sheila yet, but give up the idea of wanting to get to know Sheila or is it because you don't know if you want to be married to him because he's Sheila's son? Like, that didn't, I didn't understand that logic of her not wanting to sign. Because when she was talking to Ridge, she was like, basically like, you know, he's, he's got Sheila's DNA in him. That's her, that's her biological son. Like, I don't know if I can marry him knowing that Sheila's his mom. And Ridge is like, but Sheila's not his mother. Lee is. Like, the biology doesn't mean anything. Which... I get Ridge's point, but I mean, mental health wise, it could. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a predisposition in some cases with yeah. DNA. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that was the reason why Steffi is saying that she wants to hold off on marrying him. I don't think she was thinking in her head he could be, you know, her, her mental health issues could have passed down to, to Finn and it just has, you know what I mean? I don't think that was in, it was just the fact that she was his mom. And that's it. Yeah, and it seemed like a punishment. Yeah. So, I mean, she looked like she tried to punish Finn like a child. You know what? Get out of my house. I'm not signing these papers. I need time to think. And it's like, okay. You yeah. know, and he, he went over and they didn't even have any air conditioner in that guest house, which was interesting. Because remember, they kept bringing Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There's no air conditioner in there. But that allowed him time to bond with or have some conversation with Paris. Right. That whole thing was just crazy. I, I just... It, it's like a slap in the face when it comes to Zenday. And he's allowing this, this slap in the face to happen. Yeah, that that whole when she was talking about how awesome he was mm-hmm. with Steffi and how great of a, that was uncomfortable and weird. It was. And I didn't, and it, so he did kind of give a, a little bit of a reaction, but it wasn't, in my opinion, it wasn't enough of a reaction. Like, um, I felt like he needed to speak more about, you're talking about him, like maybe you've got a crush on him or Something like that. He didn't really say anything. He was just like, well, I mean, you got a pretty good guy, too. 
Mm, yeah. And then she kind of like, oh, yeah, huh, I do. It, it, it's, it's just like, I don't like what Bold is doing with this particular thing. I mean, granted, do I think triangles happen? Yeah, we was just talking about triangles and young and the restless. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. But this man has asked you to move in. He asked you on dates. And each time you turn them down and it has something to do with family. And this man is pretty much 98% married to, well, the 2% is that he hasn't signed the papers. Right. But the 98%, this man belongs to somebody else. Whether they having whatever issues, they need to go figure that out. Now, if she want to give her opinion and say, you know what, I do think maybe there was a little bit of an overreaction. You guys need to work that out and, and step away from that. Right. You got a whole boyfriend over here. It's not like you single. You know, and that's why I was like, ooh, I think I sent you a message and you know what I said. <laughs> well, I, I I think I missed it. Or did no, I respond? you responded to oh, okay. it last. Oh. I ain't gonna say what it is on here. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, girl, uh, come on. How hypocritical can you be? Right. You spent the better half of 2021 coming after your sister and coming after Quinn and Carter. And then now you finna, you got a whole boyfriend over here who wants to be with you right. and wants to date you. And you sticking your nose in another marriage or another relationship where you're trying to be the support system. Yeah. Hugging them and all that. And then, so I remember him leaving. He left the guest house, went and talked to Steffi. And didn't he come back to the guest house and she was still there? Yeah. And I'm like, like, why? (laughs) And also, why? Well, I guess now that we know that there's no AC in there, there were a couple of people that said if they have a guest house, why is um, Paris not in the guest house? Like, why is living in the main house? Exactly. And then the other thing is, just like they did with Carter, when Quinn first showed up at his house, they did the same thing with Finn. They walking around there with no shirt on. You see that? Yep. Paris came in there, Finn walking around with no shirt on. Remember when Carter first tried, I mean, uh, Quinn tried to put Zoe back together with Carter. Carter up in there with no shirt on. I'm like, that's y'all go-to method? Right. Y'all trying to hook folks up? Yeah. Ugh. I don't like it. Yeah, it's so hypocritical. I mean, at least if you're going to put Paris in a different storyline where she's now not the, uh, what's the word? Um, Holier than thou type of scenario. At least put some months in between it. She just came off of that, like, what, three, a month ago? When the whole thing blew up with Carter and Quinn, and then within the next month, you doing the exact same thing. Yeah. And just and blatant about it. And blatant about it. You know, and I'm like, dang, Zenday can't get a break. At first, it was her sister doing, trying to get in with, with uh, you know, with, wait a minute, hold on. She was with Carter. And trying to flirt with Zenday. And yeah. now Zenday is with Paris. And then Paris is trying to flirt with 
with um with Finn. with Finn. So it's like, girl. Mm-mm. And then her saying like, she's Steffi's overreacting. She's doing this and this and this. And it's like, Paris, you don't even know the situation. You don't know the history that that is there with Sheila and their family. So you don't really have the room or the 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 um the right to say whether or not Steffi is overreacting about something and what she what she should be doing with her relationship with Finn and what she needs to be doing. Like that's not no. You don't have an opinion. You shouldn't have an opinion on that because you don't know any of that information. You don't know the details. You're just going off of the fact that you know that Finn found his birth mother and Steffi doesn't like her. And that's it. Mm-mm. Yep. Uh, girl, like I say, I'm not feeling this storyline. I wish they could have went a little differently with this. Um, and then at the expense of how she's treating Zenday in the process, and he's so passive about it. Finn don't see it coming. He just see Paris as the help. You know, as somebody that's supporting him through this. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, some of the stuff that do I agree with some of the stuff that Paris said that there was an overreaction? Yeah. Yeah. But... You know, the other part of her hugging him, always being at his place. No. And and most of the people that are watching the story, I mean, watching the show, posting on social media, is saying the same thing. It looks bad on the Paris character. Yeah, it does. People are saying, no, don't do this. She's a hypocrite. She was just telling Zoe and Carter and Quinn, and now look what she's doing. Yeah. And you know what? I hope that if it if they are gonna take this down the road of where Paris tries something with Finn or you know whatever, I mm-hmm. hope that Steffi walks in on something or finds out and kicks Paris' ass out of her house. Oops, excuse my language. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a slap in the face. I let you live with me. Right, which I don't understand why, because she got a big position working at the foundation for um, Forrester, and she. So I would think you got a few paychecks under your belt, right? Yeah, and then your boyfriend is like, "Come live with me." You got options. Why are you there? Right. And yep, then, like you say, the other thing is it's a slap in the face for this girl to let her stay here. And then you messing, you know, you trying to sniff around my my, uh, my husband, soon to be, whatever this is. Right. Nah. Mm-mm. And I, like I told you in that message, I'm like, mm, you know what I said, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I hope Steffi finds out and then I would love to see Carter or Quinn mm-hmm. also kind of give Paris a, a taste of her own medicine and you know get up in her business and shame her for what she did if mm-hmm. it goes that far yep yep so I don't know I, I, I'm i not feeling it so anyway because I know we keep talking about Paris 
But then Sheila, let's talk about her. She decided to show up again. Mm-hmm. I just want to see my grandson one more time before I. I'm like, at what now? At this point, it's on Finn because he all oh, she she you thought she was being truthful in the first time. Mm-hmm. She come back and say the same line again. Do you think this girl is going anywhere? Right. Nope. Nope. She is not. And so, and here's mm-hmm. the thing: she invited herself into their house. She didn't knock on the door. She just walked in the back door. Mm-hmm. Like that should set some bells off for you, Finn. Right. This, this woman is just walking up in your house after the last incident that they that that was there where Steffi smacked her. You saw how pissed off Steffi was. Mm-hmm. If Sheila was being genuine about what she was doing, she wouldn't have walked in your back door unannounced, uninvited. And she definitely wouldn't have come back onto the property knowing Steffi, how Steffi feels about her. Mm-hmm. So she's continuing to put you in this position to where your marriage is in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. She obviously doesn't care. She don't care. You already set a boundary that said, don't come back with, to my house. You now sneaking around outside the window and you just walk in. I was waiting to Steffi leave. That should tell you something. Right. Now, she, he, I will say no, because she asked to see the baby. He said no. He mm-hmm. told her to get out. She realized that this man wasn't budging. Mm-hmm. And so she decided to play the I'm passed out. Yeah. And then when he called the hospital, he was like, it's my mom. She's smiling on the floor. I'm like, mm-hmm. you fake it. Right. When, I, when somebody posted this preview in the group last week and people were asking, is this real or do you think she's faking? Well, we know for a fact as of yesterday, she's faking. Yeah. Clearly faking. Clearly. And she has an agenda because every time they show Sheila by herself, talking to herself, her she's talking about how her child is a forester and, you know, talking to Stephanie, like what do you think about that, Stephanie? Rolling over in your grave or whatever it is that she says. And then, you know, says something about how Steffi is a problem. So, we'll see. She's, I, I, I feel like she's going to attempt to do something to Steffi now because she knows Steffi is not going to allow her to have a relationship with um, her grandchild. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, we we don't really know, like, what extent Finn is going to, like, what it's going to be when it comes to Finn putting the roadblock up um, mm-hmm. with Sheila and his family with Steffi because, I mean, yeah, in this scene, he says, he tells her no and that she needs to go, but she passes out. So we don't really know what he have continued to tell her tell her no or would he have given in again and allow her to continue to stand in his home and ask him to see the grandchild or ask for him to talk to her or whatever like would he have stood his ground with her or would mm-hmm. he have given in again we, didn't re- we don't really get a chance to see that, see that she, right. she pretty much immediately passes out right so I feel like I feel like until 
Sheila shows her true self, which is her trying to hurt someone to get what she wants. Mm-hmm. It's going to take that for Finn to finally say, I don't want anything to do with you. Yep. Now, she realized that this situation is going to, that's why she passed out. She realized that this situation is going to bring a bond and going to pull him a little bit away from Steffi. This is going to be a problem because if she's, and of course the doctors aren't going to find anything. Mm-hmm. But it's going to, she's trying to build that connection. That's what this is. Yeah. You pull on his heartstrings to get him to feel some kind of way about possibly losing his mother. Oh my God. And of course, Steffi and them are going to be like, you know, she playing you, right? Right. And then he's going to feel some kind of way about that. But the thing is, how is she, he going to explain that this girl is back in his house or this woman is back in his house? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess he can get her out of there before Steffi, you know. Well, I don't think I don't think he needs to hide that. It's just going to take Steffi actually believing that he tried to get her to leave. Mm-hmm. Is what it is. So I mean, he can tell the truth that you know what she she popped up over there. She walked in through the back door because she was watching you. Mm-hmm. She walked in through the back door and waited for you to leave. I didn't know she was coming over. I told her to get out, and the moment I told her to get out, she passed out. Like that. That's not his fault because he didn't open the door and let her in. She let herself in unannounced so um like that's not Finn's fault now I don't know how Steffi will take that I don't know if she because of the incident that happened before where he did allow her to stand in their house and hold their child so now he's kind of he's kind of messed up his credibility there but I mean all he can do is be honest about what happened he didn't do anything wrong Mm-hmm. yep uh, oof, yeah, this is gonna. I'm curious to see how this gonna turn out next week because, yeah. um, obviously she's playing for sympathy. He already told the people, paramedics on the phone, it's my mom, so she's she's realizing that it's having an effect, which is why she was smiling when he said that on the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's in for it. He don't know what he's up against. When it comes yeah. to Sheila, so yeah, he doesn't. He's so he's he's such a um. I feel like he's a little bit naive, and he's got like this very innocent type of persona that he just it, it, he. I think he tries to see the good in everybody, or tries to give everybody a chance, and that's going to backfire on him with her. Yeah, yeah, she's misusing his uh his niceness. You know, and I mean, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where that go. I'm curious to uh, see what happens next week with regards to what she going to pull. Is she going to come up with a fake illness? Is she going to take something? I don't know, because him being a doctor, he's got to realize nothing's wrong with her. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if he's going to be the attending physician or whatever, but. Yeah, I, I mean, what do you think of this storyline? Is it getting old fast? Or? Um, I don't feel like it's getting old. 
I, I'm enjoying it because uh, anything involving Sheila is entertaining because mm-hmm. <laughs> because of her character. Kim, yeah. Um, I can't remember her her real name. Is it Kimberlyn? Yeah, Kimberlyn uh, Brown. Yeah, she's a good actress. Yes, she is. Like she plays the Sheila role very well. Yes, she does. Whether um, she was on The Young and the Restless or both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I like that she's I like that she's in the story. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, I guess we'll we'll see how long she sticks around. Yep. This time. All right. Did we cover everything? Did we miss anything? Um, I do want to say mm-hmm. I, this was one thing that annoyed me this week was when Carter and Quinn were at Forrester in the it's office, office. Talking. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, come on, y'all. You 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 guys just had an affair. You just got back with Eric, and you know that Brooke and Ridge are looking for anything to convince Eric to um, kick you to the curb again. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to be in an office alone with Carter, standing in close proximity, basically talking about your feelings about each other? Exactly. And Carter was going there. He had to check himself. Yeah. And then, of Girl. course, well, um, Shana. Why? Why? Well, yeah, Shauna came in, but also Wyatt. Wyatt walked in too. I missed that. Yeah, Wyatt walked in, and um, I don't even remember what he went up there for. They had some kind of conversation about, um, of course, her and Eric getting back together, and then she said something about um, when, when were was him and Shauna getting married, or not Shauna, him and Flo getting married, and I don't know. It was just a a general conversation and then I just remember Wyatt's um tone when he walked when he was leaving and he said bye to his mom and then he kinda looked at Carter and he was like Carter and like walked out. I'm like, why don't give Carter the side eye, give your mama the side eye too. <laughs> she was the one that was married. Mm-mm. But yeah, I'm like, y'all come on. Stop it with the the intimate conversations in actual Forrester where anybody can walk in on you. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That yeah. Was... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, I watched that scene and I'm like, anybody can walk in that office. You are in the CEO office having that conversation. Right. So, Eric could have walked in, Ridge could have walked in, Steffi could have walked in. Any one of them foresters could have walked in there and y'all having that type of conversation in there. Right. Yeah, that was so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Idiots. All right. So was there oh, yeah. anything else? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Okay. So let's see. We got a couple sneak peeks for next week for um Bold and Beautiful, Zenday begins to wonder why Paris is invested in Steffi and Finn's relationship. Mm-hmm. Steffi again convincing Finn. Sheila is a danger. Um, Eric gains a new perspective on Quinn. Eric romances Quinn with dinner and dancing. Um, <laughs> let's see. Steffi is determined to get rid of Sheila. Sheila continues to use the fact that Jack is Finn's biological dad as leverage. Um, Brooke and Ridge protects Quinn. I mean, Brooke and Ridge protects 
Steffi against Finn and Sheila. Brooke remains suspicious of Quinn. And will she be involved as Quinn, Carter, and Eric Sterry unfolds? Oh, what happened? Oh, I hate when that happens. Okay. Um, okay. Hope and Liam faces challenges. Oh, Lord. What kind of challenges they got going on now? Right. <laughs> um, things between Quinn and Carter haven't ended, and they will culminate it in a new and possibly controversial twist. Justin will resurface. Thomas has a new love interest heading his way. Oh my God. Thank Finally. You. Thank you. I was excited when I saw somebody <laughs> post that in the group. Say that again. I was excited when I saw that somebody posted that in the group that there was a new character coming onto the show oh. for Thomas. Oh my God. I am hey, if you can put Sefi, I mean Sally in Adam's orbit, give Thomas a new girl too. Right. Um, and then Bill and Katie get lived, moved back in together. Okay, yeah, big deal. I forgot about them. <laughs> right. Okay, and then let me see what I got for Young. Hold on. And then for Young and the Restless next week. Um, Ashland. Victor proves provides Adam a warning about Sally. Yeah, okay. Sally and Adam decide they are into dating each other, which that's on Monday's episode. Um, What else we got? Ray exposes Adam's real motives? About what? Huh. Oh my god. Would they leave this man alone? Um, Mariah finds it hard to let go of the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, Sharon asks Adam where he and Chelsea have a future. Oh, don't don't do this to me. Why? Why? Don't Sam? Do this to me. <laughs> I don't understand. Why? Just do the darn thing, Sharon? With Sally. Did you say Sharon asked or Adam asked? Sharon asked Adam whether he and Chelsea have a future together. Why do you care? Yeah. Uh-huh. Lord. Oh my God. Jack confides in Lauren. Um, Victor demands answers from Ashlyn. Billy receives a stern warning from Nikki. Jack realizes he needs to backtrack with Phyllis. Thank God. Mariah and Devon adjust to their new circumstances. Chelsea is coming back to keep tabs on Adam. Sally sets her sights on Adam again despite Char- Chloe's warning. Okay, thank you. But here's my thing. Are they going to make a triangle between Chelsea, Sharon, and Sally? Or a quad, I guess. I, I feel not. like, yeah, I feel like with Chelsea coming back, it's going to be more Chelsea, <laughs> Sha- Sally, and Adam than Sharon. Yeah, okay. Let's see, what else? Um... Uh, Sutton refuses to go down without a fight, but Amanda is determined to make her father pay. Jack's feelings. Um, Jack will receive some unwanted help after he takes a look at his past, and Kyle and Summer will reunite with family for a long-awaited visit. So that goes back to what I saw earlier about the two of them coming back. 
which is weird. Maybe they decided to retalk their contract. But now you didn't get rid of Tara. Well, I mean, they didn't really need Tara. They got Sally there to to dip yeah, in their business. That's true. Well, Phyllis is definitely going to be happy about that. Mm-hmm. So, but that's what we have. Okay, so before we end the show, um, let's do our flip the script segment and what that is. If there's a storyline or a scene that you wish could be different, this is where we flip the script. So what you got for this week, Keisha? Um, my Y&R flip was earlier in the week when Phyllis confronted Sally about um, planting that little seed in Nick's head about her and Jack. Mm-hmm. I, I would rather have seen her just walk away from Sally. Like I want to, for once, when Sally does her little poking and prodding, and mm-hmm. we we all know Phyllis isn't capable of this. I would just like for Phyllis to say. Have a good day, Sally, and just walk away from her because that's what Sally looks for is for some type of retort or to get under her skin. And she and Phyllis is basically giving her what she wants every time she um, reacts to something that she says or does. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my flip the script for this week was just walk away from Sally for once and just leave leave Sally to look like the jerk in the situation right. instead of it. Almost reminds me of like in sports when let's say in basketball when two people are like getting tangled up with each other one person does something small that nobody else sees Mm -hmm. but they get that reaction and then that person retaliates and everybody sees that person Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of what happens sometimes with her and and Sally Um, and then on both the beautiful instead of Steffi kicking Finn out the way she did or, Mm -hmm. you know, making a move to the guest house um, after that incident with Sheila. Um, Her, like, having her realize that maybe instead of being so steadfast about him not having a relationship with Sheila, at least did some kind of compromise and said, I understand that you want to ask her questions. You want to try to get to know her in some way. Mm Mm-hmm. I will back off of I will back off of that with you, but not with our child. So, in other words, I I won't mind if you go have your conversations with Sheila away from this house, without our son, um, just as long as you don't let her come here and you don't let her have any contact with our child. Gotcha. Instead okay. of just jumping to the get out of my house. House, right, right. Okay. Um, my young and the restless flip is the moment that. Nick found Billy in that suite, he should have been escorted out. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, seriously, I understand he's a news reporter. He's technically not the reporter. He's actually just the competition. And I get it. He was trying to be nosy, but you all up in people's computers. Yeah. <clears throat> Nick should have had him kicked out. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then after he couldn't get what he wanted, he didn't even go and watch the speech. He stood outside sulking. So it's like, why are you here? Right. And I mean, he was talking about, well, we need to believe it's boring. Okay, you know what? Get out. Because um, Billy be doing too much. Um, and then on um, The Bold and the Beautiful, 
Finn should have said, you know what, I appreciate your support, Paris, but, you know, me and my wife will try to figure this out, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, I understand you have your thoughts, but this is something that we, you know, we have to figure out with our marriage. And kind of set some boundaries with Paris at this point. And or else say, don't hey, go have some fun. Don't you got a boyfriend? I know he's missing you right now. You know, go and hang out with him and you know, I'm gonna go and figure out this thing with my wife. So, you know what, I would appreciate it, you know, maybe I'll talk to you later. Yep. You know, and lock the door. <laughs> yes. <laughs> lock the yes, door. Lock the door. So Sheila can't just pop up over your house. Right. I mean, she just came in through the sliding doors and it's like, really? So. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my flip the script for this week. So, it was a pretty interesting week. It wasn't over the top. I think my highlight was Sally and Adam. Yeah. I did. I like seeing them together. Yep. So. All right, girl. Well, I mean, we didn't do a full two hours, which is fine with me, but <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> we can find other stuff. We we gave each other thirty minutes back, almost. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thank thanks again for you guys continuing to support the podcast and our show every week. I'm glad you are enjoying it. People mm-hmm. from not only here in the U.S., Canada, and across Europe. We, and even Africa, I've seen some numbers come in from Africa oh, cool. as well. So um, I'm glad that we are global and people are coming nice. to listen to what we have to say about the show. And I think certain parts of the world are like weeks behind us. So they kind of, you know, kind of getting a heads up before they actually oh, okay. see it. Yeah. Because I think Australia is like. I want to say maybe three to four weeks behind us. Oh, wow. That's a huge difference. Yeah. If I'm not, you know, I could be wrong, but I know they're not. I know Canada is a day ahead, but uh, I think Australia and some of the other countries on the other side of the globe is a few weeks behind us. So, okay. Yep. So I'm glad you guys are watching. So until next week, which is the week of September 6th through September 7th, no, six, seven, <laughs> six through the tenth. The I think that is, yeah, the tenth. Um, we'll see you next week. Spencer bye. says bye, everybody. <laughs> oh, bye, Spencer. <laughs> bye, bye. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at the Young and the Restless. Bold and the Beautiful Long Haul Die Hard Fans Group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.